Welcome to episode number 59 of Take Him With You for March 14, 2010. I'm Rick Moyer. This week on Take Him With You, the day my ears turned black, the movie review of 2010, and more. Amy, I'll be talking about our new HD TV that broke. Now we got another one. A new project that I was contracted to do called The Martians Are Here. Plus, our main topic, Money Matters, a practical and biblical look at money and how we spend it. Stick around. I think you're going to like it. Seriously. John Luke will even join us today. It'll be fun. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Time to find out what's going on at the Moyers house. Wave at the camera, Amy. So here we are at the Today we're taping a little bit of, of the uh, podcast live, and we're going to put it on YouTube, right, Aim? I guess. Say hi to the camera. I, I already waved. Oh, okay. And say hi to everybody in our listening audience. Hi, everybody. And now our viewing audience. Do you notice who's in the background? Yes, the cardboard cutout of Jean-Luc Picard, or, or Jean-Luc Pickard. Is there a Jean-Luc Picard? Lock Pickard? Okay, anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, around our house, we've had lots of lots of cool stuff going on, haven't we? I guess so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We uh, rented the movie 2010. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of that movie, my dear? Um, I thought it was highly unrealistic. Um, <laughs> I mean, for I think guys might like it more because there's a lot of action, but I I, th- I think they took it to the extreme um action wise well, uh, unrealistically yeah, yeah yeah it definitely okay so okay i give the special effects a real big thumb up thumbs up it was fantastic mm-hmm. special effects wise seamless cgi the stuff was amazing absolutely great cinematography excellent but they lost me about you know well even a quarter of the way in the mo- into the movie there had been so many things that had happened that were unrealistic that mm-hmm. I just couldn't, you know, there's a belie- believability factor in movies that has to be there. It wasn't there. <laughs> no. Well, you know, you know, I don't know if anybody watches, uh, any of our uh, listeners watch the Sci-Fi Channel, but on Saturday nights, they had this slogan for a while. It said, the most dangerous night on TV. 
Very true. It was very true because it was such <laughs> poor quality. And if if 2010 wouldn't have had such great CGI, it wouldn't have been believable at all. Yeah. Because there were so many times that they almost lost their lives and so many things where they just barely made it out that it was almost a gimmick through the whole movie. Well, I would give it an A-plus for a B-sci-fi movie. That's what I would a think. A what? I would give it an A-plus for a B-sci-fi movie. I, I like that. That's good. Yeah, because it kind of reminded me of a glorified um, sci-fi channel original. Yeah. But good quality. But same end of the world, doom and gloom. Well, here's what I liked. Here's what I liked about the movie. Okay. I liked the special effects. Mm -hmm. I loved the concept. If you haven't watched the movie yet, or there's a little bit of a spoiler here, but just, you know, whatever. Um, I love the idea that they made a bunch of arcs. And you think they're spaceships through the whole movie, but you get Uh to the end and they're really like a Noah's Ark. And, you know... This one of the kids was named, named Noah. Noah. I, 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 <laughs> I thought that so that cheesy, was cheesy. One of, wasn't it the main character's son I think was so. named Noah yeah, and yeah. and so Noah's ark. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I I give him an A plus for for that. At least it had a little biblical sense to it, and they even this is also a spoiler. They even had animals on one of them. They did. That they, they did brought in on these huge and, helicopters. Yeah. Instead of God calling them there, they, they came brought on choppers. On big, <laughs> those yeah. big military choppers carrying <laughs> elephants and giraffes. It was well, kind anyway. of funny. Yeah. Well, you know. It, it was a classic. You had a, ba- a guy that was, you know, trying to follow all the rules and, and other people that had compassion and. It was basically, you know, are we gonna? Is the human race gonna survive? Kind of thing, yeah. and you know, there's quite a bit of swearing in it too. So if you have young children, you know, or you just don't like a lot of swearing. I mean, not as much as some movies, but yeah. I, I, you know, I don't usually. I kind of stick with Anna Green Gables kind of movies usually. So yeah, there's a little bit more than it's I hard to cuss when you sound like this the entire time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I can't do that, can I? No. no. Okay. Okay. 2010. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's worth a watch, I guess, um, for the special effects. But the plot was kind of stupid. And I just I just thought they did a gimmick through the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll, That's all I'm going to say. So watch the movie at your own risk. Yeah. Good, good special effects, but, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm upset about? What are you upset about? I lost my earphones to my iPod. I, I actually knew you were upset about that because every day you're searching the house. What happened to my earphones? I had them on Saturday when we went on the road trip to see the lar- world's largest spruce tree. And by the way, you can check out my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. youtube.com slash rickmoyer777, and check out the world's largest spruce tree. Anyway. And uh, did you check in Wendell's truck? I have not yet. I could they, ask. They might be there. They could be there. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, I lost my earphones, and so my wife suggests to me, hey, I found this pair of earphones that we had back like 10 years ago in a little cost earphones in this little thing that you wind up. And so I said, well, okay. So I got them, and I'm going to bed. And <laughs> I, You laugh. You laugh. I put them on, and they're pretty good earphones. They sound pretty good. And I'm listening to some stuff that I, I was listening to a podcast as I was dozing off to sleep, and... And I, they stayed in my ears almost half the night because I was asleep, you know. So I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning. I go about my day. It's about 1, 2 in the afternoon. And my wife says, "What? what's wrong with your ears? <laughs> well, the little foam things, 
uh-huh. that were on it that were like 10, 15 years old had disintegrated <laughs> in my ear canals. <laughs> yes, it was gross. <laughs> and I was walking around with black ears. It, it I had looked, black ears in my ear canal. It looked like you had the black plague of death or something starting in your in ears. My ears. <laughs> so I was thinking, I wonder if that stopped me from hearing that day. Well, anyway, got a Q-tip and got it out. But I had little pieces of foam that had degenerated over the years that was stuck in my ear. Thanks, yeah. Amy. Yeah, you're welcome. For letting me know that <laughs> well, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon after all day of having black ears. Well, thankfully you worked at home and no one else saw it but me. <laughs> <sighs> How embarrassing. Black yeah. ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, another exciting thing happened. On Sunday morning we got up. Oh, no, Saturday morning we got up and and uh, I watched a little bit of TV and then I was working on some other things. And uh, you guys went to watch our brand new HD TV and what was wrong? It wouldn't turn on. It's true. Our uh, the the power board on our brand new HD TV Sanyo crashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you looked up on the internet and you found out that that was a problem with that model, yes. which we didn't know about before we bought it. Absolutely. So we took it back, or you and Andrew took it back. Took it back to Walmart. They took it back, no problem with the receipt. And mm-hmm. then we went searching for Sears. And by the way, if you're a salesperson out there and you're listening. Know what you're selling. We went to Sears, and she closed me on a sale at least five times, and each time the TV wasn't in stock. Yeah. And I thought, that's stupid. Why would you sell Mm -hmm. something and then make a sale and then not have it in stock? So eventually, you know what we did? You went back to Wally World. Went back to Walmart, bought a little bigger TV uh, for a little bit more um, pricey, but not bad, and brought it home, and we now have a Philips uh, big screen TV, and it works great. Yeah, you never told me how much more it was. It was a hundred more dollars. Really? What's that? That's not big. That's not big. That's not a huge amount for uh, one more inch. So if I went and spent a hundred dollars on clothes, you would be okay with that? Sure. You work hard. <laughs> Priorities. Actually, I am gonna. Yeah, I am. No, gonna you've get been losing a bunch of shoes. Well, though, yeah, soon. and we need to go get those for you. And you've lost a lot of weight, so you probably have to get some new clothes pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. You were the biggest loser last night. I was the biggest loser. I was the champion. How often do you get excited about being a loser? But well, yes, I was the biggest loser last night. Yes, I lost 2.4 pounds. That's pretty awesome. And um, sometimes there's people that lose more than that. But I was the biggest loser in my TOPS group last night. TOPS is, stands for Take Off Pounds Sensibly. Ah. Uh. We don't do fad diets. We just eat healthy and exercise. Okay. So been walking two miles a day, and um, I thought it was take ogres personally. Um, <laughs> like, oh man, too bad I couldn't figure out the S on that. Sorry. Sasquatches. That wouldn't work at the end of that. Oh, no. Take ogres personally, Sasquatch. <laughs> I don't know. No, I am. Um, no. no, we've been. Yeah, my I have a fun little group that we get together with about. 20 or 30 of us. There's a couple guys that go, mostly ladies, but yeah. a couple ladies drag their husbands along. <laughs> I'm laughing. Last but not least around our house, I've been busily working on a new contract. Yeah, I know. Uh, a guy named St- Stefan Sonock from Australia is a brilliant writer of mm-hmm. science fiction stories. You know, his name sounds Vulcan. Sarnock. Sonock. Sonock. Live long and prosper. Stephen, live long and prosper. You know how to do that. That's pretty cool. My wife knows I've, the Vulcan I've salute. I've been very good at this for years. Yes, you have. Yes. 
Well, anyway, um, I contracted with, or he contracted with me to do uh, his podcast called The Martians Are Here. And so uh, we've been working very hard on that. I've do, designed the music for it, and I also have been narrating his story. And uh, it's going to be released, I believe, by the time um, you listen to this podcast, it'll be released on the 15th of March. And you'll hear the first uh, in a weekly series of shows. It's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. And I have a promo for it. Let's play the promo, and uh, we'll come back with some uh, words of wisdom. Thanks, to everybody, for watching on YouTube. Uh, we just put this part of, of it on, not the entire podcast. So uh, you don't get to see our smiling mugs much longer. So here's the promo for The Martians Are Here. Go to themartiansarehere.com. You'll love it. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. So way cool web series uh, or podcast uh, to the story that he created. Kind of cool, huh? Yeah, I I've, I've been enjoying listening to you record it actually. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And mm-hmm. uh, so that comes out on the 15th, so you have to go to iTunes or the martiansarehere.com and download that and it'll be a new episode every week. Mhm. Well, it's time once again for words of wisdom. We're continuing on with the story of Joseph. We're in Genesis chapter 37, starting with verse 21. Take it away, Amy. Reuben heard the brothers talking and intervened to save him. We're not going to kill him. No murder. Go ahead and throw him in this cistern out here in the wild, but don't hurt him. Reuben planned to go back later and get him out and take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they ripped off the fancy coat he was wearing, grabbed him, and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was dry. There wasn't any water in it. Then they sat down to eat their supper. Looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites on their way from Gilead, their camels loaded with spices, ointments, and perfumes to sell in Egypt. Judah said, Brothers, what are we going to get out of killing our brother and concealing the evidence? Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites, but let's not kill him. He is, after all, our brother, our own flesh and blood. The brothers agreed. By that time, the Midianite traders were passing by. His brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph with them down to Egypt. Later, Reuben came back and went to the cistern. 
no Joseph. He ripped his clothes in despair. Beside himself, he went to his brothers. The boy is gone. What am I going to do? They took Joseph's coat, butchered a goat, and dipped the coat in blood. They took the fancy coat back to their father and said, We found this. Look it over. Do you think this is your son's coat? He recognized it at once. My son's coat. A wild animal has eaten him. Joseph torn limb from limb. Jacob tore his clothes in grief, dressed in rough burlap, and mourned his son a long, long time. His sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused their comfort. I'll go to my grave mourning in my, for my son. Oh, how his father wept for him. In Egypt, the Midianites sold Joseph to Potiphar, one of the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's officials, manager of his household affairs. And we're going to stop there. And we'll find out what happens to Joseph next week. Da 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 da. I know, cliffhanger. Yeah. Another cliffhanger. What happens to Joseph? Well, <laughs> you'll have to check it out next time on Words of Wisdom right here on Take Him With You. We'll be right back. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show. So keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Thanks, Tim. He's so funny. I like the eye thingy. That's what he calls it, an eye thingy. We all call it eye thingies now. I like that. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Thank you, Tim, for your great program. You're, you're a lot of fun. And I really like learning every week what cool things are out there for the eye thingy. I like eye thingy. Hey, Amy and I want to take a, a brief moment to say thank you to all of you who have recently donated to the podcast. How cool of you. Thank you. It's been really nice. You know, we, we choose on this program not to announce who gives because some people don't want that to happen. And other, I don't know. Please don't be offended that we don't tell the names of people. But I'll just say this. We're very thankful for those of you that have donated. Some of you do it um, through PayPal because you go to our website at takingwithyou.com and click on the donate button. And you can uh, donate uh, any amount that you want there. Uh, to the podcast others send a check in every month they have like payroll deduction i thought that was kind of cool so i get these checks that are like uh uh all pieced together with the you know the you have to rip them apart to get into the check mm-hmm. and we have the, some folks that like give every month that way sends it or something yeah, yeah and other people send us checks in the mail or they come in or they actually walk up to our house <laughs> i think it's kind of fun <laughs> oh yeah we have a good friend that that about once a month, she'll walk over and come hang out with yeah, us. Yeah, hand and us a check. Yeah. yeah, before she leaves, we'll get like what we used to call a Pentecostal handshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, when somebody comes up and uh, shakes your hand with a with money or a check in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah She's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. But anyway, we wanted to say thank you so much for those of you that do donate to the podcast. Um, actually, if we had, if everybody that listened to the show, because we've almost doubled in number since you've been on, by the way, Amy, and all the votes are coming in and unanimously... They've all agreed that you should be on the podcast. Well, you did tell them not to say anything mean or say. Well, I mean, somebody might, you know, you never know. But but really, you did. You have scored big points here. And uh, so I think I'll keep you. Okay. 
No, you, you're fun on the program. But if everybody that listened to the program only get, you know gave five, ten, fifteen, thirty bucks a month, we would have more than enough, and uh, you wouldn't have to work. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, huh? Yeah, or maybe work less, not work yeah. till midnight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that would be really cool. <laughs> then you could do the podcast with me, and we could continue to do goofy videos and all sorts mm-hmm. of cool stuff like that. And that'd be a lot of fun. So. Um, Anyway, if you if you feel led in your heart to help us out, we really really appreciate it. Any bit works and helps. You know, if you say, "Well, I can only give ten bucks," that's really that's a lot to us, and so yeah. we just want to say thanks. You know, we're not a we're not a nonprofit ministry or anything like that. We're just a business, and I do obviously I do like the Martians are here, and I do web pages, and I do all sorts of other stuff to uh, try and supplement our income. Uh, but we really would love to full time podcast and encourage people every week do our newsletter and come up with different ways to do some audio dramas and things and that would be really cool so if you get a chance help us out and send us something that would be really appreciated thanks to all of those of of you that have already given we really really appreciate you yes that's that's been very sweet thank you okay on to the big subject of the day ladies and gentlemen today the topic is money matters on taking with you She keeps asking me, what's this? When did you put this together? Well, my dear, um, <laughs> although I wish I was pink the, in the band Pink Floyd, I am not. And uh, that was from the Dark Side of the Moon album. Yeah, I recognized it later on into the song. Yeah, she's going, oh, I've heard this before. At first, I just heard all the, the change in money, making all the... In stereo. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're talking today about a subject that really hits home with every person in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Money. Money. Money, 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 money. Yeah. Either people feel like they don't have enough or they feel like they have have to worry about all the money they have. Well, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Money's a big deal. It, you know, we use currency in the modern world here that we are. Money is used to get real. Really, money equals time. Yeah. Or time equals money. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But in the modern world today, in order to get things that you need for your family or for yourself, you got to have some money. Yeah. So every one of us at one point or another are going to use money. And actually, money is probably up there, I, I believe, that 
Uh, as far as marriage is concerned, it's one of the number one causes for divorce. I know it's the top one, the top three. And it's not necessarily the money itself. It's the how do you manage the money. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because we're going to talk today um, about a few areas about money. We're going to talk about, um, first of all, uh, how it's practical, I mean, how we revolve around money in our society. But then we're going to talk about what does the Bible say about money? What did Jesus say about it? Mm -hmm. That'll be an interesting thing. And then we're going to talk about how different areas of the world think about money. Mm -hmm. Because they do. Different parts of the world think differently about it. And then we're going to talk about some practical ways to save money and read our Facebook and Twitter poll on how do you save money and do you live on a budget. That'll be fun. And uh, then at the end, we're going to pray for everybody and give some tips on how to save money, which will be kind of fun. So okay. sound like fun? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. All right. Very first thing is um, interesting that uh, people say that money is the root of all evil. And what do you think about that, Amy? I think it's the love of money. That's, you're exactly right. The Bible does not say that money is evil. Because there's been money since the beginning of time. People have used some sort of currency or barter or trade. Some, something that has value. Uh, when they went to money, using money, um, it really it wasn't, the, it wasn't the fact that money was evil. It just seemed to be that when people love money, then things get all messed up. Mm-hmm. I remember people trying to trip Jesus up about question about money and taxes. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, show me what a coin has on it. And there's a picture of Caesar. And he says, well, give to Caesar what Caesar's. In other words, you know, pay your taxes with the money that says Caesar's name on it. Caesar's name on it or America or whatever, or whatever whatever country you're from, you know, but give to God what's God's. And there wasn't a picture of Jesus on the coin, was yeah, there? Yeah. So he says, pay your taxes. With- well, that's an interesting concept because what if, if you were, if you give to Caesar, what is Caesar's? And then you turn around and give to God, what is God? What is God's? Well, you know, I'm kind of thinking that just about everything else is. Well, you, I mean, our well, time, our, our, our breath, our life. Well, that all boils down to one thing. And what is that? That's us. Yeah, yeah. So so if we are made in the image of God, which the Bible does say, then that means that God is saying, give to Caesar, you know, in the, the world system and money and all this stuff, you know, do what you need to do with that, but give to God what is God. So, so this is interesting. We happen to be God's children, every single one of us. So mm-hmm. basically, we're supposed to give our lives to God. Yeah. Now, in our modern society, we have all these TV preachers and people wanting you to give them money for their project and their church and all these different things. Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to say, well, give to God, you know, give to God or give to us, um, you know, what is Caesar's, not necessarily what is God's. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's really interesting how sometimes, um, most of the time we've seen corruption in church has been over either money, which is greed, Mm-hmm. wanting more money and wanting, you know, because churches don't pay taxes and stuff. So there's this real interesting, weird money thing that happened. Power. Money, power, and sex mm-hmm. have been the three big things that we've seen in the area of the church where where problems start to happen because mm-hmm. people get greedy. They want something. They're selfish. We talked about this a while back in the podcast. But interesting that, that the Bible doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It's the love, love of money. Yeah. 
So good question here. We need money to live. Every one of us needs money to live. So what do we do? Um, do we live for the things that we have or do the things service us? And I think that's when, when a lot of people get in trouble when when um, the, the our things that we have, the computers, the cars, the fancy trips and the clothes, they dictate to us what we do with our life because we're greedy as opposed to money should actually be what? A tool. Yeah. It's it's not the end. It's just a means to the end. It's It's one aspect of the means to the end because we've lived many times in our lives with very little money. Mm -hmm. Um, You worked at a Union Gospel Mission, and we probably would have made more on welfare than we did. I mean, you know, it it was pretty tight. And, um, you know, we've lived it many times without very much money, and yet God was our provider, and he took care of us. You know, sometimes we had a bill paid, um, that we'll, we don't we'll know how it got sh- paid. We're going to share yeah. some of that later. Okay. But first, I, I, I think it's really important that we talk about everyday practical things about money because everybody needs to to use money and everybody okay. has to have their hands on it or, at one time or another. And and I think it's it's interesting that biblically money is a whole lot different than what most people think. Do you know Jesus talked about money? Yeah. Some people think, well, Jesus was poor and he didn't have anywhere to live and all these different stuff. But tell me, when was the last time you heard of a poor person that had a treasurer? That That's true. You have to have money to need a treasurer, don't you? Right. Well, Jesus had his disciples. And his treasurer, who was taking care of the money? <laughs> Judas. Judas, <laughs> Judas took care of the money. I don't think that that was by accident. Mm. Judas is the one that betrayed Jesus. He's the one that gave him up and sold him out for, what, 20 pieces of silver? Or was it 10? 20 20 for joseph i can't remember how many for jesus it might have been the same or was it 30 was it 30 30 okay those of you that are biblical scholars like us (laughs) (laughs) we don't even know how much they sold out jesus for anyway we can look it up the point is that judas had the money person he was the Mm -hmm. one that paid for their trips and the the evangelistic campaigns that jesus had and stuff they obviously he had a treasurer so jesus dealt with money Mm -hmm. and he talks about money because he knew that people were wrapped up with it. In fact, one time, this this young guy that had a lot of money came to him and was talking to him and said, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, um, follow the commandments. And he goes, well, you know, love your mother and father. And, you know, he says all these different things. And the guy says, I've done every one of those things since I was little. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, oh, that's interesting. Well, he didn't say that's interesting, but he said, okay. Well done. Well done. That's really great. But this one thing you lack, mm-hmm. go and sell all that you own, mm-hmm. give the money to the poor, and then come follow me. And and, and the Bible says that the young uh, rich guy looked at Jesus and his face fell and he his countenance fell. And he walked away, didn't even say anything. He just walked away because he had a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this is a case where money had him. Yeah. Now, he may have been rich, but the money owned him because he couldn't just drop it and go and do what God mm-hmm. wanted. And how many people in the world today are a slave to their job because of the money? They can't do what God has called them to do because they are stuck somewhere serving the money. And it happens all over. And and one of the reasons that we have so much depression 
in people's lives is because they're not doing what they're supposed to do because they're scared if they do that, they won't make enough money to take care of their needs. And oh, mm-hmm. how we can relate. Yeah, we actually, a couple of years ago, you know, started praying about, you know, well, should we leave the security of pastoring full-time and having a regular paycheck? Mm-hmm. Or should we launch out and, and do what we're feeling led to do? And, you know, that that took a lot of praying and um, stepping out in faith because it was kind of scary, to be honest. Well, well it's interesting, too, because we, you and I handle money differently. Mm-hmm. You are much more conservative and much more... Um, don't want to spend anything. You you are more content. I don't know if you're more content or you're just more worried about it or you want to be secure. I think a little of both. Yeah. And I tend to be a little more, you know, spend it. Well, on different things. I think um, you you would spend it on a lot of electronic things. And then if if I felt like comfortable to spend money on it, it'd probably be on things for the home, like furniture or clothes or something like that. you know girl yeah. things sure that um but you know i guys and girls just sometimes have different priorities that's for sure geez yeah if you could only be like a man yeah i don't think so <laughs> i try i'm trying <laughs> no it doesn't work now, it, it is interesting that um this is why uh, when we uh, were married uh, early on uh, and we were m- not making a whole lot of money we took some advice and put away a little bit of money for called mad money or fun money. Glad money. Glad money. Something that we could, you know, it may have been only $10, $20, but it, we could go, you're hitting there, your thing there. That makes a noise in the... Sorry. Uh, anyway, we would take some of that money and be able to go do something fun with it because if you're always paying all your bills and you don't have anything left, it's no fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't And usually, you feel deprived. It wasn't usually very much, but I mean, things were so tight um, at different times of our marriage that... You know, I didn't feel like we could buy an ice cream cone or a candy bar sometimes. Right, you I know, know. It, it was, was tough. just um, not that I really needed that, but you know, or or just a new pair of shoes, or go to the or movies, go or to the movies, or you know, yeah, or out to dinner. Or something your jeans like that. were wearing out, and you're going, oh, can I can I afford fifteen dollars at Walmart for jeans? You know, it's, right. It, different times, it's been. been I tight. hate to inform you, but they didn't even have Walmart back then. That's true. Well, yes. well, not in our area. Not, not, not in our area. We had like town. Kmart or uh, yeah. the K- we called it the K-Marche. K-Marche. Yes. Or Jacques Penet instead of J.C. Penet. I remember walking around when our son was little around Kmart and not having any money to buy even like a $2 thing. <laughs> but we tough. would just walk around. <laughs> but as, as time went on, that changed. But it's interesting yeah. how you you were affected differently than I am with the lack or, the, um, or, or a, an abundance of money. Mm-hmm. However, over the years, I have found that we have come a little bit more close to being a little more in agreement on what we spend money on. I mean, we early on, we had to set a limit, you know, mm-hmm. according to what we had going as far as money coming in. We would set a limit and say, you can't spend over this amount of money without talking to each other. Well, we still kind of have that, that, you know, usually. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm bad at this. You're you're better at it. Well, usually, you know, I know I can buy groceries and gas. Um essentials um so much a month or a week and um usually if it's not an essential we usually talk it over sure and it's not that she has to get my permission i'm just happen to be the one that handles the finances Mm -hmm. you used to handle the finances for a very short time for a very short time and do you feel do you feel that i took took that over because i wanted to be in control or 
was it do you like me dealing with finances um i i like the fact <laughs> truth that comes out now i Here like the fact that i don't have to ha- hassle with them um but yeah i would do them differently yeah okay this is interesting i want to find out how in a moment <laughs> Um, but it is interesting in in uh, relationships. If you are in a relationship with someone and you share your money, um, usually one person is going to take the the uh, the initiative on that, uh, just because of the way that works in couples. And in our relationship, um, I I put it all on the computer and enter it and try to yeah, keep and, it balanced. And that's and what like I this. meant, kind of probably by doing it differently. Is mm-hmm. I'm kind of a cash the check, put it in envelopes of what goes where right and i i kind of like just having a visual of okay well this is what's budgeted for this and this envelope and and that's kind of i'm more of a hands-on and not a a computer person so that's what i mean and we've kind of done it that way when things are real tight when the kids well and that we didn't have a computer now what yeah the the eye-opener for us remember what happened we we had a checkbook you know and all that jazz and we were doing our things and a guy from our church that we were going to this Christian Missionary Alliance church, and good friends of ours, uh, Rick and Linda, um, he got he had a really cool computer, and I mean mm-hmm. it was awesome. I mean it had a whole whopping what, uh, you know, six K of memory, and and uh, okay. it didn't even have floppy disks. And okay, I'm geeky, but anyway, it was it was ancient, but it wasn't at the time. It was cutting edge, and he let us come over and put our finances on the computer, and then it gave us a readout on what we were spending our money on. Now, this is before we had children, and both of us were working. Right, and we were shocked at what where our money was going. Yeah, I, I think the thing that shocked me the most, because we were both working, and at the time, I was working at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I'd be on my feet all day long, and the last thing I wanted to do when I came home was, was cook. cook. Yeah. And so we had a bad habit at that time, no kids, both working, that... um we would go out to eat quite a bit, uh-huh. you know, and even if it was just like a fast food meal, it, it could still be, doubles, it at still, least doubles yeah. your food budget. Yeah. And so, so we had all this money going out to restaurants. Yeah. And I, I think I, you know, it's, that was a long time ago, but I mm-hmm. think maybe it was like $300 a month and eating out. And that, that was, that year, was years a lot for us 20, 23 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we, Thought, well, we, well, we reevaluate, and you know, more. the other thing that we were kind of sad about is that we've always been people that like to give money mm-hmm. to uh, different organizations and uh, to church and to people that we see that are in need. And we realized that we were spending so much money on food, we didn't have enough money to do that. Yeah. And so we made it a priority right at the beginning, that the first year of our marriage, to start giving more money than than we would normally that yeah. we didn't wait till the very end to give we gave first yeah i think it was about three months into our marriage that we decided that before we even paid our bills that mm-hmm. we were going to give um at least 10 percent. at least 10 percent to god to charities to the poor what you know whatever, whatever it was yeah that we were going to put god first in our finances and um i think it came along i remember um we were married a couple months, and we paid the bills, and there's only $5 left yeah, for gas and groceries. <laughs> that happened many times. And um, and we decided that we just needed God's help in our finances, and so we just started putting him first. And then mm-hmm. it seemed like even when money was tight, 
we, we have always it. made it. And it, it sounds crazy. To, I know it does sound crazy to people to mm-hmm. think, well, you just take money right off the top of what you get in. That's exactly what we do. And I have to say that that it's worked out for us. It doesn't make sense. No. But biblically, it does. Because when you read the Bible, you'll find that um, basically, well, this is the concept, that everything we have, God has given us. Mm-hmm. Either he's given us the ability to get wealth and go to work, or he's blessed us with an inheritance, or he's... there. there Either any way that we have money, basically mm-hmm. the concept is that God has provided for us and that it's all his money. We just are stewards of it. And that's mm-hmm. that's you and I's philosophy. We've been we're just stewards over what God has given us. And so as a result of that, we take money right off the top of whatever comes in and we give it regardless of if we really need something bad. I know that sounds weird to some people. I mean, we've never let our kids starve. No. And we've never let them not be clothed. I mean, we're obviously we're not like extremists, you know, or something like that. But but at the same time, we have found that being giving people changed our lives and and as a result of that, we believe in that whole concept of pay it forward. In other mm-hmm. words, bless people and God will bless us. We don't bless people so that God blesses us. We do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, we have seen miracle after miracle after miracle happen in our finances because we're givers. Remember a long time ago, I used to say to you, I wish I had a garbage sack full of $20 bills that I could just, anytime I come run into somebody that needs it, I could give it to them. Well, that's a little bit crazy to think. But, but what we've done though, we now are able to, when we see somebody in need, and if, if we feel like God is speaking to our heart, not like literally out of the sky or anything, but when we see something, we'll, we'll help people out. Mm-hmm. And even if we, we aren't driving the fanciest cars, I mean, we, I think we have a nice car, but, but uh, we're not living the but fanciest it, it's house. Kind of a we're not eating car. Yeah, we're not, we're not um, eating filet mignon and stuff like that. I mean, I guess if we kept the money that we gave, we could, you know, we'd have more stuff, but. It wouldn't be the same. Life would not be the same because then money would own us instead of us owning the money. I and um, and we're here yeah. to help people out. You know, one of the um, happiest families, and probably part oh, of the reason is, yeah. why we're the way we are, is we had a, a family um, that kind of spoke into our lives when we were well. We watched. Lads. We watched their life, and um, they lived to give. That's you know? what they said. Yeah, and. I remember thinking, I was scratching my head because at the time they had two teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, they, their goal was someday that they would be able to live on just half of their income and give half away. And it was just a few years ago that they went on a mission trip to India and there was a huge need. I think it was maybe for a widow's home or something. Yeah, something. And... um and they, there was like $4,000 was needed for this widow's home. Mm-hmm. I think it was a widow's home. Anyway, they said, oh, we'll take care of it. Yep. They and you got to realize that, that these are not rich people. Well, they, they are in God's terms. In God's terms. But if you, in natural but terms. But they live very simply. They live very simply, have a simple house. I yeah. mean, it's a nice house, but it's, it's small, normal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he fix, he'll buy a used car and fix it up mm-hmm. and... You know, um, but they they live to give, and I don't know that I've ever met happier people. Yeah, well, people say, "Does money make you ha- money can't make you happy?" That's not true. Giving away money can. Yeah, 
And, and that sounds so really weird coming from, uh, I mean, we've been taught all our lives in the world where we live that you, you, can, you get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can, invest, and do all these different things. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I mean, there really isn't yeah. until it begins to own you. And I think one of the reasons that God really put upon our heart to give every month, so we give to all sorts of different places every month mm-hmm. and people, um, the reason he did that was to show us that the money doesn't own us. Mm-hmm. Hold it loosely. Yeah. I mean, you have to be smart. You got to pay your bills. We don't have any bill collectors coming trying to get money from us. And we and and the other key is living within our means. So many people were trying to keep up with the Joneses next door, mm-hmm. and they want the latest. All I mean, seriously, I would love to have an iPad, iPad, and I would love to have all these d- different gadgets. And eventually, I think I will have some of these things. But if that's all I live for, what a pathetic life. Yeah. Because people are more important than things. Yeah. And and so many of us get in the rat race. We got to have the not fancy house and all. It's such a different culture that we live in compared to like let's say Mexico. Oh yeah. When we went on a mission trip to Mexico, I'll never forget how incredible it was to see how they valued relationships far above money. Mm-hmm. I mean in the village that we went into, uh there was to be these huge beautiful houses and then there'd be these little shacks. Mm-hmm. Most of them were little shacks. And yeah. and I guess the average guy in the village made what $40 a month something like that. I thought it was sixty five. Okay, sixty five. Yeah, okay, it was well, very much a month. Yeah, a month. And it's, a lot of them had six or eight kids. Yeah. that they were trying to. Funny thing take though, care of. you would walk around that village. You talk to these different people, and they loved people. Their yeah. relationships were more important than the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt to have some more money, you know, for reasons of you know better food and sanitary things. But, but seriously, these folks cared about what was important priorities Mm -hmm. and people were more important and i'll tell you what they would give the shirt off their back to help their neighbor Mm -hmm. and and i thought wow i am so spoiled we would actually do something with that was kind of controversial Uh, we would take a bunch of teenagers down cross the border and go help in these villages these dirt poor villages and then on our way home we drive across the border and we go to knott's berry farm and we let the kids go out for about you know six seven hours in the at the amusement park and you know what? They come back and and sit in the in the the bus, and pretty soon some of them be crying. Others would talk about how we are spoiled, 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 and and it was so weird to go from poverty to luxury. Mm-hmm. And and that brings up a really interesting point that I want to talk about as far as money is concerned, and that is need versus want. Yeah, let's talk about that because you really you have. I married you and was surprised that you were not more materialistic. I'm more materialistic than you are. And and I want to I want to ask you, how do you how do you gauge between a need and a want? Cuz people will say, "Well, I really need that laptop." Well, or I really need um to eat out every night. Well, I think growing up on a family farm really gave me a different perspective because um we were never poor but um i think when we were kids i probably about 11 12 years old um we were working pretty regularly on the farm would get 30 60 dollars a month to help on the farm and we bought our own clothes we bought a lot of our school supplies um we worked really hard for necessities Mm -hmm. and um you know, and I don't know that 
my parents wouldn't buy me. I think if there was something I needed, like a pair of pants or a pair of shoes and something that I needed and I didn't have money for, they would have taken care of it. Um, But I think we started working hard very young. I think three years old, we were rolling hay bales in line so that it was easier for the bigger brothers to pick them up. And I think that I have a different perspective on work ethic and money and needs and wants. And, um, you know, really, as human beings, we have very few needs. Well, we need we need food and we need water, Shelter. shelter, and we need to be loved. We need to be loved, yeah. And you know, I had I had that in abundance growing up in a large family, working together all the time. Um, you know, so I think in many ways, um, I was very rich growing up. I I knew a lot of um, city kids that um, hardly ever saw their parents. Had lots of money. They had lots of money and they had lots of things. I remember being jealous of the town girls that had the Barbie dream houses and I just, I had homemade things that my grandpa made. Well, those Barbie dream houses are in the dump now. Yeah. (laughs) But I still treasure my homemade toys my grandpa made, my doll houses and doll beds. And, you know, so I think... um, yeah, I have maybe a unique ex- um, perspective. Maybe well, now, not so unique. If you okay, so that's you, you were taking your needs were taken care of. Now yes. your wants, if you wanted like designer jeans, I had to work for them. You had to pay for those the extra. Yes, yes. I think that was a deal my mom made probably fifth, sixth grade that um, we go to J.C. Penney's, and if I saw a pair of pants that I liked that were twenty or twenty five dollars, and there was a plain pocket denim jeans that were 10 or 15 she would pay the 10 or 15 and then i would pay the difference (laughs) and then as i got older and worked more i just Just bought bought all my clothes (laughs) so i got what i wanted and and we've kind of done that with our kids too that we bought them um you know basic things that they they wanted something more special they had to come up with the extra money yeah and i don't think that's a bad idea so so for the average person listening need versus want the evaluation is, you know, you have to look at the item that you that you want and say, can I live without it? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the things that we have, we could live without. Yeah. So, but do you really want to live in poverty or do you really want to live in a situation where you never get anything you want? You know, there's a balance. And I think I've, I think I've You balance balanced, me out. Well, and I think I've gotten to be less um, stoic or... I don't know how to say it, but rigid when it came to money. Yeah, I've gotten to be a little. Well, less... hey, you let me buy a big screen TV. That was pretty it, exciting. It only took ten years of begging. Only ten. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm thinking now that she's let me do that. I, I have a few other things that I need to go get. Don't, don't get in a rush. <laughs> Darn it! I was hoping. I think Blast my, it. I think my tennis shoes are next on the okay, list. Okay, we'll yeah. get your tennis shoes even today, probably. So okay. That'll be good. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, different personalities and how they handle money. Now, I'm a little more, uh, if you look at the, the personality-wise, I'm a little more, uh, what do you call it? Sanguine. Sanguine or whatever, which means that I'm a party person. Yeah. And you're not that way. You're a little more drawn back. So I, I, tend to, I tend to spend money a lot, and I do it to feel good, uh, and I do it because I'm partying and celebrating. 
Yeah. So that's kind of dangerous sometimes yeah. if you don't have somebody that can balance you out. And then he balances me out because I would tend to wear holy clothes with, you yeah, know. Yeah, and I make her get and, stuff once in a while. And he'll Very say, once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah not, not an awful lot. But anyway, mm. but, but you know, I think sometimes I, I have to loosen up and, and not be such a, spin, a spendthrift is what they call them. Yeah. yeah. I guess. <laughs> you, I just, go, you go he likes it that i don't spend money it's more for him <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's what it is yeah i i just i remember some of my friends when i was growing up that they would they just go out and get what they wanted and then this and they would just know that they were going to be taken care of and i thought how in the world can you live that way but you know we've had to make a big transition from having a you know like living on commission versus living on a paycheck that comes in on a monthly basis. We've had to make some transition in that area because it's a little yeah. bit different living this way. It it has been a challenge. Um, I think that was one of the, the hard parts for me about, um, leaving a, having you leave a regular job was, you know, we had, we weren't making huge money, but we had a regular income coming in that we could kind of budget. Right. Now we're living much week, harder week to week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God always makes sure there's money to pay the bills, you know, yeah. it, when they when they come up. But it's it is a, a different you don't know. I mean, we can make um, hundreds of dollars different from month to month. Yes, it can happen. And we just, you know, never, never quite sure what will come in. But, you know, God's been faithful and helped well, us and, do that. And people have been very helpful with yeah. this, too. And we really appreciate that. Um I think a lot of people are stuck a lot of times because of money. Uh, they're afraid that if they if they don't continue on in a job that they don't like, or if they, you know, if, because of the amount of money, they're trapped by it, mm-hmm. and they can't really do what they're called to do in life. Like I know a lot of people that are very talented, very, but one of the reasons they don't jump out into it is because of the income. Mm-hmm. And I think that if sometimes we need to take some risks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But sometimes you got to take some risk, and and uh, that's not easy to do. It's very hard. And I think different personalities, it's even harder. Yes. You know, like um, some people just like the stability, and you know. But but you're right. Sometimes you have to experiment and try new things in order to to really get to fulfillment. Yeah. Well, there's a scripture in the Bible, very interesting scripture, and it talks about. Um, it talks about this guy that he, he basically gets all this wealth and, and gets all these different things and he concentrates on all this and he builds bigger barns and he does all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the end, he loses his soul. Yeah. And the Bible says, what good does it do if a man, uh, gains the whole world, Mm -hmm. but loses his very soul? Yeah. And, and I want everybody to think about this because I remember when my grandfather passed away and it was sad because his whole life was wrapped up in money. He got better towards the end. He did, but only because he came to Christ yeah. the last year of his life. But mm-hmm. And then he really didn't pursue that heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm glad for grace. But but here was this guy that that he gained, the, he provided for his wife. He set everything up. He had lots of money, owned a restaurant, did all these different things. But in the, he almost lost his soul. Yeah. Because you see, when you are a slave to money, it it robs you of of life. Yeah, he he wasn't a very happy person. Um, you did pray with him 
you and your aunt prayed yeah, with but him you, that when, last when year, he, and he, when, he did make a lot of changes. But when he died, but. he was not able to even walk around or anything like that. They took him to the hospital, and he had a fanny pack on mm-hmm. that had $900 cash in it. Yeah. Now, why did a man that didn't, didn't go out of the house, never needed, nobody, he never didn't, he had yeah. it close to him. Yeah. And, and he had many more, more thousands in the bank, but, and he, and it, it took care of grandma, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was miserable for most of his life. He was an alcoholic. He had lots of different things happen to him. Alcoholic, workaholic. And mean and nasty to people and everything. And, and what is it, what good is it to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? And I think that speaks in a lot more areas than just at the end of your life. I think right now yeah. it's really important for us to evaluate how much does money have a hold over me versus I'm managing my money. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important that, that we could pray and ask God to help us manage our money. And one of the biggest things, well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that we can do. Um, in fact, why don't we talk about what we can do? Okay. Um, on Facebook and Twitter, we did a poll and we asked how people saved money. So let's find out what they said. Okay, on Twitter here, we have several responses. Um, the first one, how do you save money? And um, Spaltar says, consumer reports, coupons, and this really cool site called Retail, M-E-N-O-T, RetailMeNot.com. Okay. And I went there. It was really cool. It has all sorts of um, specials and things that you can save money with. It's awesome. Cool. Um, let me see. What else? Um uh, my friend Bear Butt, you know what he said? What? Don't buy a 747. He works for Boeing. <laughs> okay. So now I understand. I it. thought that was random. <laughs> it's not random when you work there. Yeah. Um, this one here, uh, let's see, this is Trekker Forever says, I use coupons when I shop, look for deals, and rebates only use the dishwasher when it's full. Hmm. That's a good way to save money. Yeah, I, I think ours gets full too often. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably save a lot of money if we didn't wash our dishes, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, our dog is, does a really good job. We just put it down and Tess will just, uh, she could be our dishwasher. We should name her GE. I don't think so. Hey, GE! <laughs> you would never eat at our house, would you? No. Okay. Uh, let me see. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how to say this person's name, but I think it's L. Web, Webinata. I think, well, anyway, he's from Mexico and and I don't know if it's a he or she because I don't know. Anyway, he said, I cut all um, unnecessary expending all the way down to the bare minimum. So far, it's been great. So Mm -hmm. so there we go. We're talking about people that can do that. You know, some people can't do that, but others can. Um, Let's see. Um, Oh, this is another one one from... uh, my friend Darren, he says, we shut off our TV and started watching Hulu. Mm. We, we've talked about that before, but you thought you'd miss your sci-fi original movies. <laughs> the ones where people get their heads chopped off in the first five minutes. We, I don't know why, because we usually tape them and then stop after five minutes. So. I'm excited. You know what's happening on sci-fi? I'm going to get off track. Never mind. Okay. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Okay, on Facebook, how do you save money? On Facebook... Um, Brett says, I have an account with ingdirect.com, and we're not trying to do commercial here, so just his thing. Uh, it says, a certain amount is taken out every week, and they give great interest. The best thing for me is it's out of sight and out of mind. Ah. On top of that, it would take a couple of days to get it out if I needed some. So unless it's a real emergency, I don't touch it. 
And this is why I don't have, I don't take cash with me hardly ever. Yeah. I spend cash way too fast. I actually had to think about it when I had to put the card in the machine and push the button on the debit card. Because you're the one that pays the bill every yeah, month. Yeah, and I know it's coming then. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Um, Denise, or Danny's said, um, by not going shopping, which, <laughs> which is funny because um, she's a Christian friend of ours, and I've heard her um, proclaim that she's a very anointed shopper. <laughs> <laughs> anointed? <laughs> What's that? that? She's very gifted at shopping. <laughs> Christianese term, I guess. Yes, but it's kind of cute. Blessed by God shopper, I guess. Yes. Um, Carrie says, pretend we don't have it. We buy what we need and don't buy what we don't. Pretty simple, but our oldest kid doesn't understand it. He gets money in hand and it's gone on whatever catches his fancy. A book, a guitar, Starbucks, a burger. And oh, how we know this one. We we have children that are They are either take off, take after their others. mom or they take after their dad. And I will spend it all. We have two and that Amy have. will save it all. We have two that have their dad's personality and mm-hmm. they, they make money. And one thing I did with our children, though, is I really, and, and with, with both of them that have a problem with liking to spend, when they were younger, um, I said, okay, when you get money, I want you to put half in the bank, and then you can spend and give out of the other half. And um, our oldest, who, who likes to spend. Yeah, you only had him do that for a little bit. Well, I had him do that till he was 18, and then I don't really have much to say anymore. And that's true. But... Um, he was able to buy his first car with yeah, cash. Yeah, he did. He did. That was kind of Partly cool. because I made him do this. I think he was ticked, though, that we didn't buy him the car. Well, you know, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Danny said, out of sight, out of mind, direct deposit from the paycheck into savings accounts. What a great idea. If it doesn't hit the checking account, it doesn't exist. Until emergencies or Christmas, that is. We keep two separate savings accounts, one for Christmas presents and the other for emergencies. And emergencies are emergencies, not coffee withdrawal or a release of a, a new video game. Ooh, or a DVD or something. So huh? she's kind of like me, I guess. Man. That's actually really good advice, Danny. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, that would be really tough because I could say I could come up with lots of emergencies. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. One last one. Shauna says, I pray that God will show me what he has for me before I shop. Then I try to buy only what I need right now. And here's where we have a problem. When you go to the store Mm -hmm. with a list, Amy, you usually come back with the list. Yes, I rarely buy anything off the list. And when I go to the store, I come back with the list plus. A bunch of junk food. Well, thanks for telling everybody that. (laughs) That's appreciated. Do you want to edit that part out? (laughs) No, but... Uh, I think it's a guy thing, though. I mean, when just I... just junk food. If I find a cool electronic gadget that's less than 20 bucks or... Yeah. You know, I there's things like Silly Putty. I like Silly Putty. What can I say? <laughs> Toys, you know. Yeah. Magazines. Stuff to clutter up the house. Star- yeah. If there's anything Star Trek, watch out. Yeah. I get in a little trouble with that one. I try not to let him go to the and Star Wars I can't do any... Col- I used to have collections and stuff. I don't anymore. I don't like the clutter either. I get cool things from friends and I keep those, but um, yeah, she doesn't let me buy a lot of Star Trek. I, you things. know, I used to collect things years ago, like spoons or different things. I, you know, who collects I'm kinda... spoon? Why would you collect a spoon? Well, hey, look, I can eat cereal with this. 
Well, it was wow. my grandmother. That's really neat. A spoon from Denmark. Yeah. My grandmother had <laughs> a little spoon collection in this neat little hanger my grandpa made her, and he made me a little spoon hanger, too. So yeah, yeah. I I did collect them for a while. I, I kind of don't collect things anymore. No, I collected some Star Trek glasses from Burger King, and now I can't find them. What'd you do with them? I put them in a box. Why? And they're Let's going... drink out of them. Let's enjoy McCoy and Spock. And There's no room in the cupboard. <sighs> yeah, that's what you say. All right, let's close this out by giving some money-saving tips from the Moyer family. And thank you, everybody, on Facebook and Twitter for putting your comments, and you had some great comments, and I hope that people um, take those to heart. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The number one thing, drumroll, please. Ouch. Sorry, you said drumroll. I know, I know, I know. Number one thing that that our advice is, is to give. Mm -hmm. It sounds totally out of whack when people say, you know, most people would think, well, you need to you need to be really careful and not give any money away. Make think of a percentage that you are comfortable with and then start to give it right mm-hmm. off the top. That's our biggest advice. That sounds crazy, but I'm just telling you it works. It works mm-hmm. and it's really cool feeling to be able to help people out. It's so awesome because see, I like to find people that I can believe in and then I try to support them and help them. And and I think I think that's a really cool thing to do because not a lot of people will think outside of the box like that. And so we pray. We I mean that's the first thing we do is pray. And then when we feel led, we give to different people and different things so that um so that they can be blessed and fulfill the call upon their life. Sometimes we don't even know the people that we give to. It may be somebody at the in the grocery line at Safeway and we'll pay for their groceries and just bless them. I just got an email from somebody. I didn't think they knew me. And I paid for their meal at a restaurant one day, and I just got a, a, a Facebook thing from them thanking me. And I was embarrassed because I didn't want to, I didn't want them to know I paid for it, but they knew me and oh. they knew what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> so they must either listen to the podcast or know my life somehow. But I kind of felt kind of bad. A, a random act of well, kindness well, that and the, and the got caught. Well, the Bible <laughs> says to give and not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other mm-hmm. words. Don't give as a show. Don't brag about it. Here we are talking about it, and I I hope people understand. I'm not trying to brag about it. I'm just suggesting to you what the Bible says to do. And the best way to give for us is anonymously. Mm -hmm. But you can't always do that in this world. And so um, we don't always give anonymously. We try as much as we can to do that. But uh, there are times when God just puts someone on our heart, and we'll just begin to give to them because it's important. And and, uh, that's Mm -hmm. important to do. So give is the first thing. We already talked about want versus need evaluate mm-hmm. um you can save a lot of money by not getting all your wants but just taking care of your needs and then mm-hmm. occasionally celebrating by getting a want because mm-hmm. um, it's the little things every day that lead to success yeah you know and that's really important a, a millionaire was asked one time how, how what was his success in handling his money what was the key to it what was the key and he said well i watch my pennies and then the dollars take care of themselves. Ah, absolutely true. So, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like that much to, you know, watch how much you're spending out mm-hmm. to, eat, to eat one night or how much to spend on groceries. But yeah. um, all those things add up. Even ten, my kids make fun of me sometimes because I'll buy the generic I'll, brands. I'll buy the generic brand or I'll, I'll um, use my, my grocery store discount at the pump and, you know, send save 10 cents a gallon right. or something but you know you add that up in a month up. you add that up in a month and we could we could possibly give 30 or 40 dollars 
to someone doing something that we think is really cool. Yeah. Versus spending it at the store, you know, they just make money off it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So there's little things you can add up and go, wow, that's really good. Okay, shop sales is the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, we hardly ever buy anything full price. Very rarely. Very rarely do we. Especially pop or, you know, stuff like that. I yeah, mean, throwaway I'm, stuff. Throwaway we, stuff. I'm just like, I'm not going to buy it unless it's on a good sale. Yeah, and it, it really saves money in the end. Um, how about this one, number four? This is, we've done this a lot with electronic items. You've made me do this. Mm-hmm. Wait for a little bit till the price comes down. Because when it first comes out, it's more expensive. Yeah. So sometimes I'll have technology that's a little bit older, but mm-hmm. it's not so out of date. It's like I so bad want to buy an iPad, so bad. But I know when it first comes out, it's probably going to be more spendy and it's going to have some bugs in it. Yeah. So wait for a little bit and then. Especially yeah. for electronics. And and my daughter and I just were talking about this the other day about clothes. Mm-hmm. You clothes. know, when, oh my goodness, when yes. clothes first come out on the rack, you know, they're maybe $30 for a blouse or a shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you wait just a few weeks, it'll probably be marked down half, yeah. and maybe a few more weeks, yeah. a, a third or a quarter of what it was. It's so, true. So if you can resist that impulse thing, yeah, resi- resist. Remember, that, like, we own now. the money. The money does not own us. We own things. Things don't own us. Well. And, you know, today it's really popular to be green and recycle. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with going to a secondhand store, yeah. like a thrift store. Absolutely. And we bought many appliances mm-hmm. secondhand through the years. Or I've or... got most of my wigs and disguises. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. I don't really have any wigs or disguises, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I saw you dress up as Julia Childs once. <laughs> oh, of course. I the chicken. A pamper chef party. That's hilarious. Don't even but... go into that. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. Okay, how about this? Um, one of the things that has really saved us a lot of money, and the last thing that we're going to talk about is making a list and a menu for our house. Mm-hmm. Um, housing and food are our big, biggest expenses. Yeah. And our goal is to have giving be our biggest expense. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. And so we have found that if you'll write a list, plan out your menus for the week, you will save much, much more money because when you don't, you just go to the grocery store and kind of grab what you, mm-hmm. what you want or what you feel like at the time. I guarantee you, what you feel like costs more, yeah, than what you plan out. Well, my daughter even noticed because I, I've been, especially since I've been watching my um, calorie intake, I've been planning out all of our dinners, and we went grocery shopping just last night, and she goes, "Wow, mom, you spent way less than a hundred dollars." Oh, and that's nice to know. She was really she she noticed that you know there's a difference when you plan out what you're going to buy and look what you have in your cupboard. So unless of course you take buying. unless of course you take me with you. It's hard for me to get out of the grocery store for less than a hundred dollars. If you take I me take with you, you. Yeah. yeah. So I tr- I've I've been going after my tops meetings. Mm-hmm. I've been buying healthy food at the store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that really helps in budgeting. Yeah. And you know, again, we want to say about a budget. We we understand. I mean, I wouldn't say we live on a strict budget because we never know what's going to come in. Yeah. But but we try to as much as we can to live within our means. And since we started the business, mm-hmm. we have paid off our credit card every month. Yeah. And that is that is 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 really hard to do sometimes because you want the extra money. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I'd like the extra money to do stuff I really want to do with it. But we have tried to live within our means. Now that means. That right now we're not living high on the hog. I mean, we're living better than most of the world lives, but, mm-hmm. you know, because lots of third world countries live 
completely in the poverty line. And but at the same time, you know, we have to be just careful about what we spend at this point because we don't make a huge amount of money. Now, as time goes, that loosens up, and you know, as you do well, better in your business and so on, that mm-hmm. loosens up a little bit. But I would just say to everybody, it's it's important to try and live within your means. That doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we owe our house and our car, and we have a, another bill that we pay, we're paying on it. And I know sometimes you can get just overwhelmed, and that's where you need to consolidate those things, get a, an easy, manageable payment, you know, and, and, and just be wise about it. But then the whole thing is to do a great recipe. This is a wonderful recipe. You just take your credit cards, and you put them <laughs> on a uh, baking sheet, and you put them in the oven about 350. I think that's toxic, dear. And no, and you put about 350 and you and you just put them in the oven for about 10 minutes. And when you pull them out, they're just be these big discs of plastic and you just peel them off with your spatula, throw them in the garbage. I, I think maybe cutting them off would be less to- toxic. Well, okay, I guess you could just cut them with scissors, but <laughs> that was dramatic and fun. Okay. But the, you know what we found over the years is that stingy people live paranoid and worried lives. Yeah. And gen- and and generous people live generally worry-free and insecurity. I think there's even a scripture that says that God loves a cheerful giver. There is. And, you know, I have to say that don't give just because you feel obligated to give. We've, we got free from that a long time but, ago. But, we, we, used to have, we used to be told, you have to give this amount. I mean, I remember people from church coming to my house saying, you haven't paid enough. We know you make more money than that, and you haven't got your, your, your tithe in and everything. And, you know, that's ridiculous. Because well, the Bible, well, the Bible says to determine, come up with a, a number in your heart mm-hmm. that you think is from God, and then give that and do it cheerfully. Yeah, and that's how we're it, that's it, how we're supposed to to live our lives. And it even says not to be forced under compulsion. Yeah, do not be forced under. Don't be compulsive about it, but do it. Do it planned out with what you believe God has told you in your heart. Yeah, and um, yeah. That's that's but, all. But Just, I think the, the, the biggest thing we want to say is make sure you're managing your money, that the money's not managing you. Yeah. And that's the biggest practical tip that we can give. Um, our biggest thing, give give of your fine give your finances over to God. Even if you're not a real strong believer, but you listen to this show, I challenge you. Bow your head and say, God, I just give you my finances. Help me. Guide me. Show me what to spend my money on. Help me out here. Mm-hmm. And 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 give me some wisdom. Do you know the Bible says that if you ask for wisdom from God, He'll give it to you. Yeah, it's a promise. It's a promise, and I believe He will. Be generous, pay it forward. That's our biggest thing. You can't outgive God. You really can't. Mm-hmm. And and if you if you'll go for what God has for you, you know, don't be so bound up by that monthly paycheck or that weekly paycheck. Just think about what God has given you. Dream a little bit and take some risk. And I think you would be very happy about that. Yep. So let's pray for favor and let's pray for wisdom for every one of our listeners. All righty. Father, we lift up every single person listening to the podcast today. You know, Lord, that we work with money all the time. And uh, without it, we can't get the things we need and, and want. And we're asking God for wisdom from you. Lord, would you show us how to spend the money that you've blessed us with? Help us, Lord, to um, remember you in our giving. And, and help us, God, to have wisdom and favor, favor with men and women, favor with our bosses, favor with our clients, and then help us, Lord, to be wise in the way that we spend our money that you have given us. And we just thank you for that. God, I just pray also for people that are really struggling right now. Maybe they're scared. 
maybe they're in debt up to their eyebrows and and upset and it's just just kicking their back end god would you just bless them and help them uh, give them some comfort help them to be all that you've called them to be and lord those of us that may have been tr- maybe trapped in in this whole weekly paycheck thing or and and scared to make a move or or take a risk god would you give us the courage and the boldness to do what we were created to do thank you lord for doing that for us and we appreciate you in jesus name amen amen cool well thanks aim for being on the program you're welcome we have all sorts of things coming up and and uh we really want to encourage you to get a hold of us and let us know what you think about the podcast uh, email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. You can visit our website at takehimwithyou.com or our Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Follow me on Twitter at moyer777. Love to uh, see you. And check out our YouTube video. We have all sorts of fun ones at youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. You're yawning. Are you yawning? Um, How could you be tired after all that exciting money talk? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Hey, let's go spend some money. You want to go get some shoes? I, I do need shoes. My shoes are falling apart. It's a need. This is a need. Not a want. Yeah. Well, and you I walk, know. I walk every day. If so. you, if you had some new shoes, you'd have a lot of soul. <laughs> Courtesy laugh. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. Cause you're <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. All right. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast.
podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean. Just type in Waffle On Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula 1 and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumours as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com.